Ready to keep you company wherever you are. Card Blanche, the podcast, brings you immersive, hard-hitting stories anytime, anywhere, every week. The black market fuel industry is a multi-million rand criminal enterprise. Over the years, illegal operations have evolved from low-level diesel skimming to robberies at petrol depots. But as the screws tighten in one area, the criminals move on to the next. In today's special investigation, we remind you of the scale of a multi-layered crime and head to our border with Mozambique to investigate how it's changing. Liquid gold, easy to trade, difficult to trace, always in demand. I'm talking about the fuel industry. In an energy-hungry country, it's a huge market which is open to ruthless operators that are willing to break the rules, cut corners and look the other way. All in the name of profit. If you don't have a conscience, you can make a lot of money easily. This month's long investigation plays out on multiple levels. We've covered over 4,000 kilometers gone undercover because you can't yeah. be caught you can't be caught spent time in laboratories and attended stakeouts we've searched for their alleged culprits and even caught some red-handed here's the paperwork the paperwork doesn't lie the illicit fuel trade happens on three levels from the straight-up theft of millions of liters to stretching profit margins by mixing up blends of diesel and a cross-border tax fraud operation that's never been captured on camera until now. But our investigation starts with black market fuel at its most basic level. Theft, from diesel skimming to hijacking petrol tankers and targeting fuel pipelines. We've exposed them all before. Hitting underground pipelines is by far the most labor-intensive, but also the most lucrative. They will do one thing, we will stop the loophole, it will open up a new loophole, we will close that loophole. Valdeval is a security specialist. His company is tasked with protecting Transnet's fuel pipeline network. He's battling criminal syndicates hot tapping directly onto fuel pipelines. Concealing flow bins in trucks and going as far as digging underground tunnels to tap in. Intelligence-driven operations have been adapted, utilizing ground and air teams to meet the ever-changing criminal MO. Despite a crackdown on the syndicates feeding the black market with stolen fuel, questionably cheap diesel is still in circulation. Our investigation leads us to a mid-level wholesaler who agreed to share some trade secrets as long as we hid his identity. These are his actual words spoken by an actor. So do you in your business cut any corners to make money? Most definitely. There's no way we can compete because the margins are just too low. We started blending diesel with paraffin. This is the second level of illicit fuel. Spiking, blending, mixing. 
Adulterated diesel is a chemistry of black market fuel. Simply put, it's when another product is mixed in with the diesel, usually an untaxed or duty-free substance like paraffin. It means dodgy operators can improve profit margins by stretching their diesel, saving around 6 rand a liter in taxes. Under quality regulations, diesel can include up to 5% paraffin. Anything over that is not allowed. There's enough margin to be made. Even with a little bit of blending, you can stay afloat. But some mixers whip up blends with paraffin ratios ranging from 35 to 65%. These guys are just out to kill it. You get dirty diesel in the sense of dog crap. That is cutting the lifespan of that engine in half. It's just greed for money. It's gotten very, very big in the last couple of years. We've seen an increase in the amount of illicit mixing in the country. Richard Friend works for a global leader in fuel integrity services with a focus on security. We look to make sure that uh, people don't uh, break the law. We um, provide all the forensic and scientific equipment and technology that goes into um, the adulterants in the fuel industry. In South Africa, all paraffin must be spiked with a special security marker, making it detectable in other substances like diesel. Basic test kits can pick up this marker, but if the special security tracer isn't there, the result will be negative. Even if it contains paraffin, the test looks for the marker, not paraffin. Dodgy diesel suppliers know this and are finding ways to cheat the system. Mpumalanga fuel trader Piet van Dijk sells diesel to bulk customers from farmers to transporters. Last year, he received around 80,000 litres from a regular supply in Gauteng called Nikview Investments. We did the normal testing through paraffin and we found that there was no trace of that and so we distributed to our clients. But within hours, van Dijk was confronted by irate customers. We've got phone calls from the farmers who we deliver to, and they said there's something wrong with the fuel. Van Dijk recalled the fuel he distributed immediately. He also sent in a sample for testing. The results showed it wasn't in spec, despite passing the initial field test. It resulted in a 15 million rand insurance claim against his business. So the company that supplied Piet van Dijk out in Komatipur listen address somewhere in Joburg, Bredal. Here's to Nanaib. Hello. But inside the premises, there was no sign of Nickview Investments. We called the number on the invoice. Um, where are your offices so that we can come and see you there? All right, it's 2996 Avenue. We're here. We're at 299. Where, 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 which one is your office, sir? Okay, let me speak to the guys who are there, because I'm not there at the moment. Oh, okay. No problem. Apparently, no one was available. But the landlord told us Nickview Investments had never been tenants. Nickview Investments took legal action against Van Dijk for outstanding payments, denying the supplied diesel didn't conform to the required specs. They challenged him to provide conclusive proof that their loads were substandard. But it's not an isolated case and points to a far bigger issue in the supply of bulk fuel. 
mixed fuel is certainly being sold, whether the buyer knows it or not. In this audio clip, a fuel supplier openly offers blended diesel to a potential customer he's speaking to for the very first time. I can get blended for you. The tracer, the marking, it's out of the blend. When it comes to investigating illicit fuel, identifying diesel blends is becoming increasingly tricky. They look to try and remove or negate the marker. Thankfully, our marker is multi-layered. Once you go through to the lab, you will pick up that the marker is there. But what we're seeing now is that a lot of people are going towards unmarked paraffin. Criminal enterprises peddling illicit fuel are flourishing. Their inventiveness is helping them dodge accountability and maximize profits. But the screws are tightening. The third level of the illicit fuel trade is fraud on an international organized crime scale. It involves the most people and the most cash-changing hands. It's evolved to a level which has never been exposed until now. It's a simple scam that's all about overloading and under-declaring. A truck legally loads 60,000 litres of diesel in Mozambique, paid for at the proper pricing. The driver heads back to South Africa, but only declares 40,000 litres to SARS. Cheating the country of around 120,000 rand in taxes. And it's not just one truck. At Mpumalanga's Libombo border, it's multiple trucks all the time. Our investigation here began months ago. Attempting to join all the dots, we scouted local depots, spotted suspect trucks, and checked out local law enforcement. So we're going to meet a source who knows a lot what's happening within the fuel industry, especially here at the border. He doesn't want to be seen with us, so we're going to ride up ahead, set up, and hope that he arrives. How are you feeling? People are being taken out. It's a dangerous industry. So yes, I'm feeling stressed. In just two years, the fuel industry here has grown dramatically. Here there's about 100, 200, 300 tankers loading that we never saw before. Everyone knew Durban was always the cheapest place. And now this is like the second Durban. The only financially viable way of distributing fuel from here to other parts of the country is to cheat on taxes and duties. To prevent that, authorities monitor where the trucks are carrying their declared loads by weighing them. One way of checking if a truck is overloaded is to bring it to the weigh bridge. But the weigh bridge has to be open and in working condition. And it seems it's hardly ever the case here. If the weigh bridge does not work, it's to their advantage because every day there are people, but the trucks just drive by. And our source says a lot of help is needed to pull it off. There are definitely clearing agents involved, but you need other parties to complete the transaction. Firstly, there's the SARS guys, the customs guys, the police, the traffic cops, the Weybridge people. Everybody is definitely involved. 
Posing as dodgy transporters, we secured a meeting with a clearing agent working at the border. He emphasized that the scams participants don't come cheap. They can take 20 or 30,000. They usually don't take more than that. They want cash because it can't go to the bank. It's bribe money. But the scam also requires the right paperwork. In Mozambique, the truck driver is given a receipt and a report listing the correct amount of diesel loaded. It's this document that needs to be altered to reduce the number of liters. Meanwhile, you know on the truck, it's more. Those documents from Mozambique, they are the most important documents. Important and for sale. In a clip provided by our source, a Mozambican contact has got a book of blank quantity sheets used to underdeclare the diesel on the South African side of the border. They prefer to sell the whole book. Each a page, they are asking for 750 rands. So I already got a book here with me. What they're just waiting is just the payments. Your truck drives to the border with two sets of paperwork. On the Mozambique side, the 60,000 litre paperwork is stamped. On the South African side, he pays the duties on the 40,000. All bribes paid, the overloaded and underdeclared truck makes off with at least 100,000 rand in clean profit stolen from the South African government. It's a crime trend now on law enforcement's radar. Security specialists contracted by Transnet have joined forces with a small group of hand-picked SARS and Hawks officers. Val Deval is running this project. Why do you think the modus operandi is constantly evolving and changing? That's organized crime. It will involve all the time. You know, you can minimize it. And you just need to be too ahead of them with uh, your expertise. Overloaded trucks often move under the cover of darkness. There's a sting operation that has taken place. We're looking for Valdeval to get a bit more information as to what's going to be happening tonight. Because it's an operation, they don't stand in plain sight. Looks like here they are. Evening, Mac. Mukharis. Yeah, yeah. Let's go and work. We've got two trucks coming from uh, Matola, mm -hmm. some of our suspects. So uh, we foresee that they're not going to follow the procedure at the border post. We've got agents on the other side uh, following the truck up to uh, the South African side. Mm -hmm. Then we've got our tactical team. They're keeping a low profile, unsure of who to trust in a place where news travels fast. I don't want this uh, police to... I don't trust those. Six hours into the stakeout, the first suspect track is spotted. Yes, he's a bit ahead of me. I'm just here behind the cops. I don't want to draw attention. Be careful with that light. Okay, that's the iron stroke. Okay, you can take him. You can take him. Take him. The driver refuses to pull over, even trying to overtake the police. Either he's scared or he knows exactly what's going on or he knows that he's been caught, but he's making it very, very difficult for the police to stop him. 
The driver eventually stops, just short of the depot. The truck is searched, while SARS does the calculations, and the driver's face says it all. And in the background, an unknown man pays close attention. Who are you? He's coming to park at our Who are you? I'm asking you, who are you? Morris. Who? Morris. Are you Morris? Okay. Is it your truck, Morris? No, we work together. No, no, Morris. Let's start over again, Morris. Are you the boss, Morris? No, I'm the manager. Are you the manager? But he's not just a manager. He's the boss. Morris Musekwa, also known as Silent Killer, the CEO of Locktrans, owner of the truck and the depot. This is what we hear is your business model. Overloading and under-declaring, sir. You're giving up your right of reply. You have been caught. Would you rather run away from us? Well, I guess the Waybridge will tell us the truth, what's happening. As we head to the Waybridge, it was clear word was getting out. A BMW pulled out from another of Duval's suspect depots and followed us. Today, the Waybridge was working. And after we stopped these trucks on our way here, there was a white BMW that sped past us and we were wondering where it was going. They got here before us. And lo and behold, when we get here, suddenly the Waybridge is not working. You do the math. The Waybridge is not working. I just want to know when did it broke down and when did you report it? Then, a second truck belonging to Morris arrives at the Waybridge. We don't even have to weigh this truck because here's the paperwork. 40,000 declared in South Africa. This is how much he loaded in Mozambique. 62,000. Paperwork won't lie. He didn't get a chance to get rid of them and now we've caught them red-handed. Silent killer Morris is still lingering, so we approach him a second time. Here's the paperwork. Now you've been caught red-handed. The, the paperwork doesn't lie. Under declaring 40,000, 60,000. Big difference. Investigators later confirm that both trucks were overloaded. They initially declared 40,000 litres each, but were carrying a lot more. We always knew that there was a, a bit of overloading here and there and, and a bit of uh, mixing here and there. But to this scale, never. I mean, th this is an eye-opener for, for the country, for law enforcement, for everybody involved. And as long as it continues, the country will continue losing millions in tax. Money stolen by criminal enterprises facilitated by those meant to enforce the law. It's a cutthroat business not immune to rule-breaking and corner-cutting. A black market is thriving, fueled by criminal syndicates, and it's costing South Africa millions. Thanks for listening. Why not share Carte Blanche, the podcast, with family and friends, even those living overseas? They can find us on Spotify and all other major platforms.